Welcome to Nonprofit Innovators, brought to you by Good United. This podcast celebrates new and innovative nonprofit successes, the faces behind them, and elevates those winning ideas so that we can learn more from them. Regardless of your role or the size of your nonprofit, we believe you'll find something valuable in this podcast. To learn more about this topic, visit us at goodunited.io. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to all of our returning listeners, and hello and thank you to our new guests. I'm your host, Maria Clark, EVP of Partnerships and Chief Evangelist for Good United. And I'm thrilled to be a part of this episode of Nonprofit Innovators. It's the 12 days of giving. With the holiday season upon us, we want to highlight stories of gratitude and giving from the perspective of passionate fundraisers who have participated in a challenge on Facebook or started a birthday fundraiser. And fortunately for us, there are so many to choose from. The volunteers we visit with are making a true difference by supporting a cause that is personal to them. And their stories are both inspiring and often surprising. So Kirsty is joining us today and has a personal story to share about her passion for Maggie's in the UK. I'm uh, quite certain you're going to be captivated and motivated by just how committed she is to making a positive change. So, Kirsty, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and what's important to you? Oh, thank you, Maria. Um, so, yes, my name's Kirsty, and I live on a sheep farm in the north of England in the Pennines. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> so it's a little bit uh, wild and breezy at the moment. Um, we've already had our first snow. Um, I got diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer in November 2019, and I have made a note to myself that if I get cancer again, not to time it with a pandemic. That was slightly bad timing on my half. Um, and yes, so I'm, I'm, I'm a children's TV writer outside of all of this and um, basically came across the Maggie's charity, Maggie's Center, during my uh, treatment. Wow. So this was very personal to you. Uh, yes, it, it I'm was. Glad, I'm glad you stumbled on it. It was a 50 mile challenge. Yes. And I know you raised a lot of money. So tell us, what do you think was motivating to people to support, you know, to support you in this challenge? Well, I think um, I I hadn't really shared too much of my journey um, yeah. uh, during during treatment time. I think I was just sort of so caught up in, I think anybody with cancer will tell you that when you get diagnosed, there's so much to do. You're like into treatment straight away and you're trying to juggle so much that, you you get on a bit of a bit of a roll with it. So I hadn't really had time to tell too many of my friends. So I took upon the challenge at the end, towards the end of my treatment. And um, I was part of this wonderful group of um, cancer um, patients who we all decided to do the 50 mile Maggie's challenge. Wow. For those of you that don't know the Maggie centers, they are these exceptional um uh, buildings designed by architects it, who it's a gift for them to design them and they have kind of free range to design them and they are almost like an, stepping into an architectural hug is the yeah. only way I can say it and they're built next to cancer centers of excellence in the UK and um, and they were founded by somebody called Maggie who had cancer herself and felt that you know sitting in a in a room in between blood treatments and tests and everything in a hospital was very um not very comforting and so she designed a place to wait while you're waiting in between your treatment and so they've got big sofas and 
lovely cups of tea and coffee and cakes always on the go and it's just um, and wonderful volunteers who help so when they set up this wonderful thing through Good United to do a charity fundraiser um 50 mile run I just got so talked into it one of my friends was going through she has a brain tumor and I thought my goodness if she's going to do it I've got to do this with her so we all did it remotely because of COVID and um I very quickly discovered that running in January in the Pennines is not very pleasurable there's no No. flat roads it's hilled it's muddy and cold and so for me it was the first time I'd actually really embraced sort of you know the Facebook side of things and I think a lot of my friends didn't know what I was going through so I think a lot of them probably can gave me some money out of guilt for not knowing okay <laughs> so, that's okay, that's <laughs> okay. Whatever works. I, I, but it was my and then my brother did some very funny posts to me he shaved his head my baby boy shaved his head so there oh, were a few wow. bald eggs on the post so there's a bit of comedy and um and I think also anybody who knows me knows that I am not a natural runner at all there is nothing about this body designed for running not even a bra that's comfortable enough so <laughs> it was absolute agony everyone kept saying to me you know people from all around the world kept saying you'll reach that point where you get through the pain and it's suddenly pleasurable no everyday running was agony that's all I can say I have perhaps one day it felt quite nice but um but then I was so chaotic juggling life and treatment and kids that I forgot to add up how many miles I'd done. And by the end of the month, I'd actually run 75 miles. Oh, wow. So that's pretty good. That's That's pretty good. You know, I love how you said that you had such a wonderful community at Maggie's. It sounds like a beautiful place and I can't wait to visit one of them. But what was the community like within the Facebook group in the challenge? Well, it was really interesting because for me, you know, like I was saying, I haven't really... You know, I'm not an avid Facebook user, but I just, I don't know, I'm just probably a bit slow on the uptake of all of that. But it was a really, really pleasurable kind of time because friends of friends and people I hadn't seen since I was a kid, you know, it's just amazing catching up with these people. So actually, it was, I really enjoyed it. And Mm -hmm. I know so many people today talk about the negative sides of the social media Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and how damaging it can be. But actually... I had nothing but the most wonderful time using it. And it was, I, I was, I became a bit of a fan at the end of it, to be honest. And I would recommend using that sort of thing for all sorts of fundraising, especially now that we can't do so much off, offline in the real world at the moment. Right. Um, and I think what's nice is it's a very, you know, easy way for, if you're time pressed to update everybody on how you're doing with your um, fundraising. Yeah. So communication is, yeah, communication is so, I think, so easy on social media. And it's so nice that you were able to, you felt comfortable enough to share your story, which I'm sure motivated people, inspired I think people. Once, once I dived in there, and, and, and I think it's actually, I'm going to blame you guys, because you, all these <laughs> questions come to me, share your story. I had no idea. I was a complete, you know, newbie to the whole thing. So I was just thinking, I was just sharing it with you guys. And then suddenly... It, it, <laughs> The whole story went up, including the photos, and I hadn't quite comprehended just how much of it was actually then going to go online. So I think I probably, for, for an English person, I felt I'd very much overshared. I'm not very comfortable. <laughs> so I think everyone then just thought, God, I was such a tit, and they just went with it, really, and they just all found it quite funny. I thought, well, now I'm in. I might as well just carry on. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So you're, 
I know you made a significant, raised a significant amount of dollars. Tell us a little bit more about Maggie's and how you think the dollars that you raise are going to impact their ability to continue to do what they do. Well, what was lovely was we have the ability to um, allocate which Maggie Centre we want to to support. And so we chose, well, I chose to support the one in Manchester. Um, I was, um, but I was very lucky to go to the Christie, which is a, sorry, Cancer Centre of Excellence. And, um, And I know that so many people there really, really have um, found solace in, I'm sorry. No, no. Thank you for sharing and being vulnerable. It's funny that you get back to life and and you, you know, when you go to treatment, you think, oh, I'm going to stop and I'm going to change my life. And before you know, you're back doing school runs, you're back doing work, you're just in full mode again. And and you really haven't changed the life you thought you would. And then suddenly talking about it makes you just remember what you went through. And I'm I'm, I'm sorry about that. But um, in in a nutshell, whenever I felt in a wobble about stuff, I would just cross the road, walk into the centre, there was always um, a smiling face from somebody. And, you know, one of the ladies used to knit these wonderful little beanies to keep my head warm. And there were just little baskets there. And and, and they also do incredible things like um, there's one of these sessions. And forgive me, I can't remember the name of the way you go in. And they 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 do kind of a makeover for you, you know, when you've lost your eyebrows and all the rest of it. And I just, oh, do I really want to do that? And, and I sat down around this table with about probably 15 other women. And we were given these little black bags of extraordinary goodies and makeup. It was amazing. And somebody Lovely. told us how to cope when you got no eyebrows and what would, you know. And it was just a really, you know, um, supportive community. They do um, some psychology, you know, work with people. They do some uh, yoga sessions. They do all sorts, cooking and all, you know, anything to support your journey outside of the the um, traditional, you know, um medicine medicines you're getting from the hospital yeah. that's Sorry. wonderful well i know you you definitely made a, a difference for that organization and i can't thank you enough kirsty for sharing with us today your story thank and you. your experience on facebook you are a delight and it was a, a joy to talk to you so thank you so very much well, thank you so much for including me and um yes i, I would just say leaving to anybody who who's going through treatment walk through those doors it's nerve-wracking to walk through the doors into maggie's and i don't think many of the patients realize just what an exceptional place it is so that's wonderful what I have to say. wonderful all right to all of our listeners thank you for joining us as well if we are not connected on linkedin already let's do so i would love to tell you more about good united and how to raise your relationships with every supporter like kirsty and her organization with maggie's Best wishes for a peaceful and happy holiday season. And please join next month's episode of Nonprofit Innovators. I'm your host, Maria Clark. This has been Nonprofit Innovators, a podcast from Good United on a mission to democratize the nonprofit supporter experience. Check out our blog for more info on this topic and others centered on the future of fundraising at goodunited.io. My name is Mark Cross sales director here at Good United. You can follow me or our host, Maria Clark, on LinkedIn. Thanks for checking us out.